What a great morning. And, um, you know, going through the prayer requests that have been, you know, what we've been asking God, I think it's, it's relevant to, you know, to what's happening right now. And um, to be honest, thinking of what to share uh, today, it's, you know, I only ask God, God lead me. And I pray that what I'll share today, that it will, you know, it will go to what we have been listening, what we've been praying about, and um, how we see we, uh, where we fit as a church, as a member, as a leader, as a um, congregation, as a community. And um, the word that God has given me this week, as, um, you know, trying to see, Lord, you know, where are we heading? Uh, what do you want me to share? Or show me, show me what you want me to, you know, to say, especially in this time. Because if we're in a time that I bet that we have more questions than, than we have answers. And then studying listening to, 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 to other preachers preach and taking down the word of Jesus, uh, the word of God that, you know, speaking into their hearts. And I believe that um, it's relevant for us today. And this is what I came through. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. In the midst of these times, like in this season, you know, we see all restrictions we, we, and we're saying, God, why is this happening? We're putting, you know, we might be putting the blame on God. Why is this happening? We might be putting the, the blame on our leaders. How come we're not doing this? How come you're not doing this? How come we're not? We, we might be thinking, okay, why is our church not doing this? Why is it, you know, we have so much questions. And then the word of God said, don't be troubled. And this is from Jesus himself. Don't be troubled. So as I was preparing this, you know, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's saying to his disciples, this is at the last, the last time they're having their last supper. He's saying to them, John 16, says, in this world you will have trouble. He didn't say, oh, you, you won't face anything. He didn't say, oh, your life will be easy, your life will be good. He didn't say that everything will go down smoothly. He didn't say that. He said to his disciples, in this world you will have trouble. And you know what? Jesus said these words with confidence, with certainty. He didn't doubt. He didn't say, oh, guys, you will have trouble coming your way. No, he didn't say it like that. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. But then we're still thinking, okay, <laughs> why? We try to avoid, we try to hide it. We try to steer the clear of the troubles of this life, but lately it feels like that we're not going anywhere. Maybe some of us are feeling that, where are we heading? Are we lost? 
is our government out of their mind? Is our church out of their mind that, you know, we, even the restrictions that, are, that we are facing, we can't see? Come on. Aren't we supposed to be honoring God? Aren't we supposed to be, um, you know, a, a, a pleading to the government, hey, we can't do this. This is against what, what we believe. This is against our faith. This is against, why aren't we doing that? We might be saying, hey, come on, you guys. Why aren't we, why aren't we um, you know, putting a plea out there on our behalf? You know, we have to be submissive. We have to submit to our leaders because they know what's best. They might not get it right all the time. They might not get it, you know, where we want to be. But the word of God said, Jesus is saying to us today, don't let your heart be troubled. You know, this brings me, I want to share this. You know, there was a time in my life that, that I lost focus. And I was in fear. We were coming back. I was coming back from a conference in Aubrey. I was with my two aunties. Really, I never drive by myself. Usually my husband will always do the driving. But then I went down to the conference in Aubrey and I went with my two aunties and then on our way back, I missed the turn. Missed the turn to Griffith. Okay. Kept on driving. Kept on driving. Whoa. It's getting to a place that <laughs> I got to ask my aunties, hey, have you two seen this place? Have you two seen these fields? Did we come past these, these places? <laughs> and they were going, oh, we don't know. <laughs> but I should, I should know because I'm the driver. But lucky they didn't say that. <laughs> They just follow through. And then in my heart, I'm saying, God, help me. God, show me. God, lead me to a place that I, I, I want to stop and ask. Because I am on the wrong direction. I know where I, well, you know, I'm heading somewhere else. I'm not heading home. Then God brought, brought us to, to a little pub. And I went inside, straight away I went inside, and I said to the man, excuse me, sir, look, I think I'm lost. I'm lost, I don't know where I'm heading, and um, I'm supposed to be heading to Griffith, I'm supposed to be heading home, but I think I'm in the middle of nowhere, and he goes, yes, you are in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, that's not what I want to hear. <laughs> But then he gave me directions. He said, you go here, you turn here, you take this route. Because the route that you're going now, you'll end up in Queensland. I said, oh, that's not good. Then he showed me. He directed me. 
You go here, you turn here, then you'll be on track and you'll be, you'll be home. And then as I was driving, you know, I, I, I wasn't driving following the, the rules. I was going at 120, 130 k's. <laughs> That's not good. And in my heart, I'm praying and say, God, please don't let anything come in front of me. Don't even let a kangaroo or anything or any car come past us. Because in my heart, I was fearing. I was, you know, I was trembling with fear that, you know, it's going to get dark soon. Because I hate driving at night. I love driving during the day. Like I say, my, my husband always does the driving for us. But... God led us back safely. And I want to thank God for that. So you might ask, okay, what's that to do with, with what you want to share? What I want to share is that sometimes we, we lose hope. Sometimes we lose direction. Sometimes we, we, we blame, um, you know, we blame the things that it's not going right. God, why is this? We start asking God, God, why is this going our, uh, going our way? Didn't you promise you're going to do this? Didn't you say that you're going to do this? Didn't you put the people, you know, in these places so they can direct us, so they can lead us, so they can? We have so much questions. But we don't sit first and think, okay, hang on. What does God say about this? Where am I in this? What is, what is my input in this? We tend to try and look for easy way out. The government should have this. It should be ready for us. Why are we going back? We're thinking that we're going backwards. It feels like that some of us have lost our way. We lost hope. We lost direction. We lost the fact that God has put you in this place for something, for a purpose. He didn't put you there for, for, for any other reason because, oh, yeah, you look good in that. You, you should be there. No, he put you there because you have a purpose. And he's got a purpose for you. You know, as, as a church, I want to encourage us to feel that every decision we make, go to God first. Because most of the time, we see that trouble is always in our way. What did Jesus say? He said, in this world, you will have trouble. So the devil will try and get everything that he, he can touch his hand or he can get a foothold of. You know, we've been praying that this morning. Don't let the devil get a foothold of what, of what you believe in. You know, don't let him have a single space. Don't let negativity come into your mind. Stop it. Declare it to that. Declare it to that negativity. Declare to that criticism. Declare to the things that the devil is trying to, to put you down. Declare to him that he has no right. Because in the word of God, he says, resist the devil and he will flee. 
He will flee, but you have to declare it. Not anybody else. If you think that you're in a situation and you're saying, you know, we're, we're so easily, um, we want to give up. We say there's no hope. Why am I here for? Why is God putting these things? Isn't he a God that, that um, you know, that brings breakthrough? He is. He is. We need to understand that. We have to look at ourselves. This word says, don't look at the speck of other people. Look at your own speck, the speck in your own eyes. He wants us. He wants us to focus back to him. Do you think God wants us to go through this by ourselves? No, he doesn't. But he wants you. He wants us to connect with him, to go hand in hand with him. He wants to be with us. He wants you to be with him. You know, I told my class, one of um, my classes this week, what makes God smile? What makes God smile? And in the, in, in the book it says, what makes God smile is that when you love him, when you trust in him, Don't trust in people. Don't trust in, you know, in the material things that we have. The prayer points this morning, they were bang on. Don't put our trust in that. Let's put our trust, come back to God. The promises that he has promised us, the things that he said that he will do, he will do it. But he needs you. He doesn't want us to, to talk about other things. He wants us to put our focus back on him. Is God in the pandemic? He is. Is God in our suffering? He is. Is God in our jobs, in our thinking? He is. He is. But are we trying to connect with him? Are we letting him do what he's supposed to do? Are we opening the way so he can go, so he can lead, so he can direct? Are we? Or are we letting our own human mind say, no, I'm in control. God, you stay on the side. We got this. No, we don't have it. We don't have it. If God is not in everything that you do, I'm sorry to say that you are heading for destruction, you are heading for failure, you are heading to be discouraged. You will end up in a place that you're saying and putting the blame on other people, you're putting the blame on God and say, God, why aren't you working in this? He says, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Maybe some of us, you know, when this pandemic, yes, we know it's coming, but maybe some of us weren't ready for this. 
We weren't ready for it. Maybe you're thinking, oh, I wasn't ready. Come on, we should be ready in every season. We should be ready to, to say, no, even though these things will happen, I know that my God will, is over, um, it's on this. I know that my God will do this. I know that my God will, will deliver me from this. I know that well, my God will deliver my nation from this. I know that, you know, fear has no hold on us. Because my God is bigger than my fears. God is bigger than my discouragements. God is bigger than anxiety. All the things that, that God doesn't want us to label ourselves. He's bigger than those things. I want to take us to the book of um, Exodus. But before we go that, before we go there, I want to take us to, to where Jesus, when Jesus was sitting with his disciples, you know, in the upper room, they're having the last meal. Jesus knew what was coming. He knew that, okay, tonight I'll be betrayed by a kiss. I'll be handed to the soldiers. This is my time. I know, he knew all those things. He knew that... He, this were his last time that he'll be led to be beaten and be put on the cross. But his disciples weren't. They weren't aware. They, they, they didn't know. They were asking God, where are you going? Where are you heading? Can't we come with you? And Jesus is saying, no, you can't. Because where I'm going, you won't be able to handle. Maybe that's not his exact words, but, you know, this is what he's saying. But what he was doing, he was preparing. He was getting them ready. He was trying to tell them, this is what's going to happen. You need to be ready for this. He didn't say, oh, no, I, I, I will do it. I will protect you. <laughs> Now he said, you need to be ready. So he's, he's teaching them. He's giving them a responsibility to do. Because they've just been used to, to walking with Jesus. They've been with him all the time. They've seen the things that he has been doing. They've seen, you know, the breakthroughs that he has done, the healing that he has, uh, that he has been doing, the, you know, the miracles that he has been doing. The storms that he has been calming. Why? Because he was with them. But now Jesus is saying, okay, <laughs> I'm going to go for a while. I'm going to leave you. And his disciples, oh, where are you going, Jesus? Where? You can't do that. There is a time in our life that we need to take responsibility and hold on to it. Whatever has been taught to us, whatever, you know, the encouragements, the, um, you know, the words that has been given to us, we need to take those things and put it into action. Instead of us just relying on who we rely on to, to fix the problems for us. 
God has appointed us, you know, leaders. God has appointed us people, you know, that we can walk with. The encouragements that, that we are getting from them. Why not take all those encouragements? Take all the good things and stand. Let's stand together. Let's work together. Because that's what Jesus did. That's what he did with his, with his disciples. He trained them. He gave them instructions. But now he's saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave you now. Like you, you're, you're on this by yourself. But... I will send my Holy Spirit. So all these times that he was teaching them, it's a good example for us. It's a great example teaching us that, you know, don't take any encouragement. Don't listen just from here, here, then out. Take into heart, God, what you are saying. If you don't understand, go back to God. If you're troubling, go back to him. And when he was saying that trouble is coming, trouble is here. He said, you will have trouble in this world. You know, he's not saying, oh, it's just an easy trouble. Oh. No, he's saying severe trouble is coming. He could have said, oh, there's frustration coming. Um... There's, you know, there's other things that are coming. No. He might be saying, he, 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 you know, the disciples might be saying, oh, it's not going our way. But Jesus is using this to show us that this trouble is deep pain, intense trouble, overwhelming discouragement. Because as we see in that evening when he was betrayed, the suffering that he has to go through, it wasn't easy pain. He really had to suffer. So he's making some, you know, things for his disciples. No, he's trying to tell them that trouble is coming. So he tells them there's going to be trouble. There's trouble. But don't be troubled. He's speaking to his disciples. He's speaking to the people that he's going to send out. There's trouble coming, but don't be troubled. <laughs> okay, Jesus. <laughs> You're telling us there's trouble coming, but don't be troubled. Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, and he's saying, yeah. Trouble is coming, but don't be troubled. He doesn't say, oh, it's okay. I will look after you. No. He says, don't be troubled. 
Maybe we're in a situation, maybe we're in a time that, you know, people come with their thoughts, people come with, you know, their complaining, people come with, um, you know, their negativity, people come with, um, you know, with all things that, that they can think of to try and put you down or try and put us down, try and make our, our faith in God, you know, suffer. Jesus is saying, don't worry about those things. Don't worry about those people. Pray for them. Love them. Show them what I am showing you now. Because God knows. In John 14, 1, he says, don't let your heart be troubled. But then he said, believe in God, believe also in me. Not in me, in Jesus. He's saying, believe in God, believe also in me. So Jesus uses the word believe. He says, here's trouble. You're troubled. What do you need to do next? You believe. He didn't say, you're troubled. Keep in trouble. Let trouble take over you, over you. He said, no, there is trouble coming. You believe in me. You believe in God. You believe in me. You know, I want to, uh, um, if, you, if you can think of a, um, of a walking chair. You know, you know how the old people have all these uh, walking chairs, like... They put it to the front, then they move forward. They go to the front, they move forward. They go to the front, they move forward. Do they stop? No. They keep on going until they get where they want to be. Where they want to be. They want to get to where they need to be. They don't stop. And I think we're in a season that one of the things we have been reminded is that often we put our weights on unnecessary things. We put on weight, our weights um, into people, but nothing is working. And you're thinking, oh, this is no longer working. We put our weights on some things. We put our weights in the past that, you know, thinking, this was, this was working before. How come it's not working now? That's what belief is. We believe that when we are going, even though trouble comes, we don't stop. We keep on moving. We don't stop. We keep on moving. Because you're believing, you're putting something, and who we're believing in, we're believing in Jesus, that he's going to do it. We believe that the work of the Spirit is going to go ahead, that it's not going to stop us. We believe that's what faith is. Like that old person, like that old grandma, old grandpa. Relying. 
on their walking chair. But do they stop? No, they keep on moving. They keep on moving. You know, our world right now, there's a, there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of division. Because what people try to do is to put the weight on what's not working. They're thinking, hang on, this was work working before, but how come it's not working right now? Like we want to move forward. We put our trust into people. We put our trust into things that we think is going or should be helping us. Or, you know, we put our trust in, in this person. But hang on, it's not going. It's not, it's not working. I want to remind us, let's put our trust in Jesus. Because he's the one that sees everything. He oversees everything that we are facing. He sees the pain that you're going through. He sees the frustration. He sees the things that is happening in the church, in your family, in your workplace, in your community, in your nation. He sees all those things. You know, the song says, even when I don't see it, but I know you're still working. He is. He's working on our behalf. You want to see breakthrough? God will bring the breakthrough. If you doubt, then I'm sorry, brother, sister, you're heading the wrong way. Do not doubt in what God is saying that he's going to do. Do not doubt in those things. Don't look at your circumstance and say, no, I can't move forward. This is stopping me. Come on. Come on. God is saying this, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let trouble take over you. I love you. Trust me in this. You know, if we, if we look at the, the children of Israel, Exodus chapter 14, the story of Moses when he was leading his people out of Egypt. <laughs> What was the people doing? You know, when they came to the Red Sea and they stopped there and, and the people turned around and said, what are you doing, Moses? What are you doing to us? And as the leader, Moses is in a position seeing that there is no way out. There is no way to go because the Red Sea is here and behind us, behind them, was the army, the Egyptian army. So they're in the middle. And the people said, what are you doing to us? This is what they said. In the midst of all these things, in the midst of that time, they were complaining. They were criticizing. They being negative. They being divisive. 
But then this is what Moses said. And saying to their leader, Moses, was it because there was no grave in Egypt that you would brought us to the desert to die? They're pointing the finger at Moses and going, and they're saying, what have you done to us? By bringing us out of Egypt. Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. They're just criticizing Moses. When God said, I want to free my people. But they're looking at the circumstance that they're facing and saying, Moses, you should have left us there. God doesn't want to leave you in bondage. God doesn't want to leave you in fear. God doesn't want you to be stuck in what you've been thinking. He wants to change everything. He wants to lead you to the promised land. He wants to lead you to the promises that he has for you. Not only for you, but for us as a church. For us as leaders, for us as a church, as a body, and as an individual. He doesn't want you to dwell there. He wants you to bring you out of it. Because he's got a greater plan for you. Even in this pandemic, he wants to bring you out of it. Because this is our testimony. What did I see in this? What did God do for me? What did God do for our church? What did God do for our work? What did God do in this pandemic? You might grow old, and then your, your grandchildren, your children will turn around, hey, Pop, man, what happened during the pandemic? This is where we say, God has led us through. God has brought us out. We are alive today because of what God has done. Not what did we do, what we've done, no. This is what people do in times of trouble, in times of uncertainty, in times of, of like pandemics like this. Fear starts to crawl out. Unbelief comes to the surface. Then we lose hope. We lose sight of what God has said. Because we're letting all these negative things, we're letting confusion, we're letting discouragement, we're letting all the negative things that the devil is trying to whisper into your ear come to the surface. And unbelief, Unbelief is not part of what God's plan for us now. He wants us to believe in him. He wants you to believe in him and trust in him. You know what Moses did, even though the, the children were complaining, the children of Israel was complaining. He didn't, you know, he done something great. It was so beautiful to see what, what Moses did. He didn't look at them and say, hey, hang on, hang on. You still didn't tell me anything about, uh, you know, about what's going to happen in Egypt. You didn't stop me and said, oh, this is what's going to happen. None of you said anything. He didn't look at that. 
He didn't look at their complaints. But he brought them out. He brought them out of their complaints. He brought them out of their criticism. He brought them out and led them to have faith in God. To have faith in Jesus. To have faith that God will bring them out. He didn't look at their complaints. You know, sometimes it might be hard for us, you know. People whinging, people complaining, people... You know, sometimes most, when, when people come and complain to me, I just go like this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that's what I do. I will ask them, what's the whinging for? Come on. What can you do to make it better? encourage us. Let's be like Moses. Great leader that we can look up to. Even though people are, are saying these things, people are trying to put you down. People are trying to point everything to you. People are trying to give you every responsibility. Come on. We are a church. We are the body of Christ. We work together. We work together. It's not only your leaders that, that, that need to, you know, direct the church. Come on, we are in this together. We are in this because God has placed you here. It's not good if you just follow my direction. Well, I don't think you, you will like it. Because sometimes it might be hard. But if we sit down if we talk about it and if we, you know, plan something and say, hey, if we encourage one another, if we equip one another, guess what? There won't be any whinging. There won't be any complaining. There won't be any division. There won't be any, you know, anything that the devil will try and pull us out. It's not going to happen. Why? Because we're in this together with God. As a leader, as a Christian, you know, as a body of Christ. Whatever has been happening before, you know, all these things happening in the, you know, in your situation. Give it to God. And I encourage you, give it to God. Because Moses said, verse 13, because of the winches of the people, he said, don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. Don't be afraid. God will bring the deliverance. The Egyptian that you see today, you will never see again. Things that has been, you know, doubting your mind. Give it to God. Because at the end, he says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. 
with the turmoils, with the frustrations, with the anxiety, with everything that is going on in our lives. Look to God. Because that's what Moses did. He directed the people, look to God. Because the God that has brought you out will deliver you. And the things that you are seeing now, you will see no more. Even though it will pop up. Even though it's going to stand on your way and it's going to try and come your way. Guess what? It's not going to take over you because you have given everything to God. And Moses is saying, the Lord will fight for us. God will fight in our battles. God will fight in our battles. We just need to be still. Church, I just want to encourage us today. Whatever we're facing, whatever you're going through right now, whatever, you know, you might, you might have heard things, you might have seen things, you might be thinking, hang on, we're, we're not heading the right way, we're not, you know, and then all of a sudden we just want to give up. I just want to encourage you, don't. Don't let your heart be troubled. God wants to deliver us. God wants us to be free. Like what we pray. Give us freedom, Lord. You have given us the freedom. He has. It's on the cross. He nailed everything there. And we need to leave it there. Yeah, we might say we are human. I know. It's okay. There are times that we will go, we will fail, but we don't stay down there. We persevere. We stand up. We say, God, lead me. You might even ask a brother, we might ask a sister, you might ask a, an auntie or uncle, hey, I'm struggling in this. Can you help me? Can you walk with me? Can you walk the journey with me? Can you, you know, pray for me? Can you pray for this situation? Can we work together? Not pointing fingers, hey, you need to do this. That's not what a church is. Our church, us as church, we need to work together. We are the body of Christ. God loves you. God loves all of us. He wants the best for all of us. He wants the best for you. He wants the best for your family. He wants the best for your spouse. He wants the best for your work. He wants the best for your church, for our church. But we need to be unified together. If you think that somebody's load is a bit too heavy, why don't you ask, hey, you okay? Do you need help? Sometimes we're too prideful to think, oh, that, you know, nah, can't do that. But let's walk in hand, hand in hand together. I believe God will do great things. He is doing great things. He is. Whether we see it or not, but He is. And you know what? Being part of this, of this family, being part of this community, being part of this church, you know, I see the hands of God move. You ask me, I'll tell you. 
God is moving. God has no time for the whinges. God has no time. He doesn't have time for those. He wants us to focus back to him. He wants to come. He wants us to come out. Don't live in those situations. Don't let, remember the power of your words. When you say that, I'm in this place, I can't move out, I can't get, you know, I can't move, move forward. Come on, you're putting yourself into that area. You are putting yourself, God is not putting yourself there. You are. Because this is who you think you are. I'm just going to stay here. And God is saying, hang on, hang on, come out of there. You don't stop, you move on. You move on. You know, part, verse 13 in, in Exodus, when Moses said, be still and know, you know, be still. And God is saying, hey, don't just be still. Move on. In verse 14, verse 13, he says, hang on, sorry. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and straight out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. God is saying, don't stop there. Even though you need to be still here, but you move on. Don't dwell in that. Yes, we need to be still before God, but he didn't say stop. He said move on. How can we move on, Lord? I want to close us with this verse. It says, John 16, I have told you these things so that in you, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. We move along with God. We move along with the Holy Spirit leading us. Don't stay where we are. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And lastly, he's telling us, so that you may find peace. Peace in this turmoil. Peace in this pandemic. God wants to show you that. He wants, you to, he wants to lead you out of it. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. There's a chorus, chorus in, in this song. It says, don't let your heart be troubled. Hold your head up high. Don't fear no evil. Fix your eyes on this one truth that God is madly in love with you. Take courage, hold on, be strong. Remember where our help comes from. It comes from the source. And the source is our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Can I invite everybody to stand? Let's close up in prayer. Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you. Lord, thank you for your word talking to us this morning. That you have overcome the world. 
that we don't need to live in fear anymore, that we don't need to live in anxiety, we don't need to live in, you know, in division or in um, complaining, you know, in criticizing. We don't need to, lead, to live in those things. But we can hand those things to you because you have overcome everything, Lord. Lord, your word says, believe in me. Put your trust in me. Lord, I pray that as we go throughout this week, Lord, that you will continue to speak into our hearts. Remind us, Lord, that we can come to you anytime. Remind us that our fears and everything that the, the devil is trying to hold us, Lord, that it will be taken if we place everything at your feet. And Lord, help us to do that. Help us to love one another. Help us to see the light that is on the other, on the other end, Lord. Lord, help us to see you. Help us to follow your ways, Lord. Sometimes it might be hard for us to leave things behind, but Lord, I pray that you will just turn our hearts. Lord, turn our unbelief so that we can believe in you, that we can put our trust in you, that we can press on you, Lord. Wherever you have placed us, Lord, use us. Let us be your legs. Let us be your feet, Lord. Help us in our own, own lives. The struggles that we face, Lord. Maybe if we have said something wrong about somebody. Maybe if we have said something about this situation. Lord, forgive us. Forgive us, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your son, Jesus, that have died on the cross so that we can come back to him all the time. Lord, we love you. Lord, we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray.